Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by my free masterclass. Reduce your work hours by half without playing catch up on the weekend. So basically, I am giving you an opportunity to grab your ticket for a free masterclass. So in 50 minutes, that's five zero, you'll be able to stop overextending yourself without being racked with guilt. You will be able to create some space to stay on task. You will start saying no to requests. And I actually teach you how to do this. And you will unlock the secret to reducing your work hours by half without playing catch up on the weekend. It's a free masterclass. It costs you absolutely nothing. All the details are on my website at rawrawconsulting.com. That's R-A-H-R-A-H consulting.com. Or in the show notes, there's a direct link. Just click on free masterclass and grab your ticket. I can't wait to see you there. Right, Lauren Grace here, and welcome to the Afterlight. My guest today is Wendy Sheridan. Following a lifelong path of spirituality and creativity, Wendy sought to use her artistic gifts to help others through graphic design, arts education, and interior design. Then, after a decades-long battle with Lyme disease, Wendy became focused on pursuing wellness in body, mind, and spirit. Her journey led to training in energy healing, meditation, facilitation, and certification to read the Akashic Records. This transformational growth drove her desire to unify her creative skills with her interest in healing and spirituality, resulting in the development of the Akashic Mandala. She's joining me today to talk about all things Akashic Records and the development of the Akashic Mandala and how how they work together. Wendy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Delighted to be here. I'm delighted that you're here as well, my friend. And you know, one of the things that I always love to ask my guests before we kind of get into the subject is sort of how your spiritual journey started. And I can't help but feel that when I listen to your bio, how, um, you know, I love how you took your skills and also maybe part of your passion with spirituality and, and put them together. And I know we're going to get into that in this show, but how did it all sort of kick off? Well, having always been a creative person from childhood on, I also have been a spiritual seeker from childhood on. I had some experiences in my childhood that were sort of extraordinary and um, intriguing and, and sort of uh, kept me into uh, that connection to my intuition and my spirituality. Um, but like many people, I was raised in a more traditional um, religious upbringing, went to parochial school. It wasn't really something that was encouraged. And so I think I turned down some of those gifts that I naturally had as a child. And um, yet I always had this connection to source and to spirit and pursued my creativity in art school and graduated and went into the world. And um, in my 20s, I lost my father suddenly. And 
subsequently after that lost my job and in design and um, it just sort of set me on a course of going within and healing and opening up to my um, unconscious and what it was trying to communicate to me and even communication with my father and so I did a lot of work in um, in my journaling and in my art making at that time um, and found my way into working with uh, children in an arts organization as a teacher and one of my co-workers was an art therapist and she did a lot of work with mandalas with her uh, clients and so I was introduced to that with her and I started creating them as a tool to understand myself um, much like Carl Jung did with his art making and his uh, his own exploration of his unconscious so I did a lot of that work in my 20s and um, got married and had uh, three children in four years and sort of just uh, put it aside for a while and was busy raising my family. Then in my 40s, I developed Lyme disease and um, was really forced to sort of stop everything I was doing because my body wasn't working, my mind wasn't working. Um, I was just really put on a course of trying to get healing for a disease that a lot of people don't understand and don't know how to treat. And so that led me to exploring other forms of healing. So I, I started exploring acupuncture and energy healing and just found my way to wellness for um, this exploration through these different tools that then started to light me up in a new path myself. So um, I, you know, learned how to do energy healing myself and meditation. And finally, the, the last piece was learning to read the Akashic Records. So um, I had been working as an interior designer and was not as lit up by that work anymore and was really feeling much more of a draw to these psychic and spiritual gifts but what was missing was my creativity so i had remembered when i had been taking the training to learn to read the records that uh, some people do create while using while being in their records some people write some people study some so I thought, well, what would happen if I went back to creating these mandalas while I was in the Akashic Record? What kind of information would come through? And, and it was just profound because it was a totally different uh, manifestation of the creativity I carried, but it was more of a channeled piece of art that is unique to each person that I create this work for because it's in their records. I love that so much. One of the things that I like about your story is that very often when we have a breakdown, it often leads to a breakthrough. And as we know, you know, speaking with a lot of different people like yourself that, you know, often, you know, these opportunities, you kind of said, you know, your father's passing in your twenties might've sort of like slowly started to open the door and then, you know, dealing with, um, you know, your health challenges, opening the door even that much further. And, 
you know, I think that it's such a, you know, challenges that we have in life. Uh, there's always sort of those small moments of silver linings that we get those glimpses of. And it's so fascinating to hear how your stories sort of come together based on all of the life experiences and the skills that you've developed. It's, it's kind of like when you, when you went, oh, wait a minute, you know, all my experience in all these different avenues has just created the best job of, of my life. <laughs> exactly. My yeah, dream job. I, it's true. And what I love is that that's what I'm now able to help other people do because mm -hmm. taking them into the records provides them with that uh, information that helps them be in alignment with what their soul is called to do in this lifetime. So yeah, that brings us to, I guess, what the Akashic records exactly. are and what they contain. Basically, uh, the Akash is a Sanskrit word for primary source. So mm -hmm. each of us has this uh, record of our soul's journey in every lifetime we've ever led. So obviously that's a vast amount of information um, <laughs> because most of us have been incarnated many, many times. Um, in many different places. Uh, and so uh, the accessing the records brings forward some information that connects these lifetimes. Um, but what's interesting is that even though there's this massive amount of information, the guides that I work with that can, that really, um, manage this information just bring forward what is the most important for my client to know at this time right um, it's not like information overload when you go to google and you have fifty-two thousand exactly. options exactly you're not exactly. sure it's basically they're saying hey girl here's page one yeah and sometimes oddly enough you know there can be readings i'll do for clients and nothing comes up from a past life they have more to do right now with what they need to see about what's going on in the experience they're living right now. And so that's what I will be receiving from their guides. And I receive it clear audiently. I can also see visions that they're showing me while I'm in the records with a client. Um, but it really helps them to identify uh, patterns and limitations that they may not be understanding why they have them. Why do they keep bumping up against these brick walls? What are they not seeing that needs clearing? Um, so what kinds of uh, things are there, is their soul calling them to be opening up to, to explore? So it's really kind of fascinating to see where people are being led to grow and explore and expand their potential because the soul always wants to grow and heal and expand. And um, this is the perfect tool to use to help you understand how and where and when, you know, these things mm. are supposed to come in. Um, 
I'll just cut you off for a second. So yes. I think it's really important that we kind of go a little bit more into the what the Akashic Records are exactly. Just for our listener at home, they might not be familiar with the subject and it's a pretty big concept to right. wrap your head around, really. So can you just tell me whether or not this is sort of a fair summary on it? So when I think about the Akashic Records, I basically think about a library in the sky and the library houses the information of all of the souls uh, in all of its different incarnates. So we know, like, we know that there are concepts of parallel lives. We know there are concepts of past lives. We understand, well, I guess I'm speaking for myself, but I would say that if our listener at home has been following along episode by episode, they're probably caught up now. So um, we know that time is an illusion. It's a construct, construct that we've kind of brought in. Uh, and I guess I feel that when I think about the Akashic Records, it's sort of this snapshot uh, or library of um, all this information. Now, based on what you were talking about, I'm under the impression that somehow, whether this is through a trance, whether this is through a med deep meditation, whether this is through astral travel or something, that you are able to essentially go into this library of sorts and you are able to intend because we know that everything in spirit is all about intention that you are able to intend to get the information for a particular client person situation um, that essentially sheds light on what is going on that is separate from your own perspective it's an objective sort of view snapshot insight into something. Am I on the right page? You are definitely on the right page. And very, we all have access to our records and we've all probably been in our records without necessarily knowing it mm. because we can access our records in dream states. We can access our records in meditation. Um, hypnosis. Sometimes if people do energy healing like Reiki, it can be accessed that that way. Mm -hmm. uh, and in fact, when I first le learned to read the records, I felt like I was expecting something to be a more profound change for me. And I thought I may be doing something wrong. And it's because I had been already been working in the records in a lot of my journaling channeling that I'd been doing for the years before I took this uh, more uh, advanced training. So you're like, I already know this. Yeah. And so that's the thing. <laughs> People are um, doing it without necessarily knowing that they're doing it. Mm -hmm. The benefit of, of the training I received uh, and of using the prayer that I use and the process that I was taught is it's, it's, it is, as you said, it's a more directed, intentional mm -hmm. uh, visit into the records where you're intentionally calling upon the guides of the records to work with you mm -hmm. to provide you with this information and uh, it was helpful for me to be able to learn that specific intentional process because it enables me to do the work for other people in a much more uh, effective way than yeah. what i've been doing on my own 
Yeah, I love that. I do want to ask you in a few minutes, you know, maybe or we can talk later about, you know, some of the success stories that you've seen, some of the ways that working with the um, the records has helped you with your clients. And obviously, we need to get into the whole Mandela concept and conversation. But before we kind of go there, uh, you did sort of mention that when you get this information that you often can can receive impressions um, you know, through visions or uh, clear audiently. So I mm -hmm. guess I'm kind of wondering whether or not, you know, the library image is accurate or whether or not you just intend to be in the records and then through your imagination. And I use the word imagination because it's really the only way of describing the kind of unreality that this mm -hmm. spirituality is. Mm -hmm. um, do you go anywhere in particular or do you kind of go, I'm going to intend to be in the records and then I'm going to sit here and wait for information and then know that you're already in them. How does that kind of work? Um, well, again, because I was taught a specific prayer that I use, this is what I would recite. Although it's okay. certainly there's no dogma involved in any of this. There's no religion that, you know, yeah. this is, you know, subscribing to, it is just um, a petition that creates this connection energetically. And yes, it isn't. It's like open sesame. If you're going to yeah, the door and you go exactly. open sesame, then it's like, ooh, she wants to go through this door today or something. Yes. Well, and everything being energy, it's just a way to align with this stream of energy that contains a specific uh, targeted amount of, of information that we can retrieve and use, you know, to our benefit. Does that make sense? So it's, I know that our, our human minds want to put it into this yeah. visual records library. Yeah. Uh, context but it really is just an energy stream that yeah. you yeah. line up with and it in that it opens up to you know this information that's most beneficial to to uh, us to use to know how to move forward and what I like about it is it's all empowering. It's all positive. Mm. It's not, there's nothing to be afraid of in it. And if anything, because it's energy, it's actually a form of energy healing. So when my clients are working with me, they actually receive a form of energy healing. It feels good to be yeah. in the records. Yeah. Well, we do know that, you know, life on the other side and spirituality in general like it's it's meant to be full of love and joy and mm -hmm. light you know it's it's not it doesn't have the shadow side that we experience here on earth you know and so it would make sense that the records would be empowering information i guess when i'm listening to you talk i can't help but feel whether or not and i know you touched on it before when you said that we access the records in dream state meditation at times and stuff. But, you know, do you think that sometimes we get impressions and information from the records, even though we don't know it, like it would make sense that in a way the records are kind of the, the master of, of all of everything. 
Well, we are our own master of everything. And yeah. I think that that's really what the, the records are trying to create resonance with us, to know that we are divine, that we are our own greatest healer. We are, are uh, able to, we have the power to create all the things we want to in our lives. And it's so I guess that is what it's, what its goal is, is to, mm. to give us that. Um, there, but speaking to the shadow work, it is interesting how much that comes up in my readings because that is something that we are also required to do to grow and expand and, and to be in alignment is to clear the energy of these old limiting ideas, patterns, beliefs, and as soul, it's very interesting, the circumstances that we set up for ourselves that echo other lifetimes we've lived where we had a similar dynamic. And I think that's the most important. Like, damn it, I didn't get it right again. Exactly, <laughs> yes, exactly. Like how being in a, de a devotional lifetime where you took a vow of silence, that lifetime can affect your ability to speak your truth in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. um, this is the kind of thing that will come up in a reading where there's going to be some sort of parallel to your experience from that other life that you are ready to clear in this life. There may have been something in your experience as a child that shut down your ability to communicate too. So people come and they're led to do the reading works with me when they're ready to do that healing. So that's how these things then come forward from their guides and their records to say, this is why, this is why you've experienced this. Mm. This is why this is uh, asking to be released. Mm. And, and then, you know, I'm giving, I give them through their guides tools to use to do that work for yeah, themselves. It's, it's so cool. Cause it's like, if you're having the same situation come up, if you're, if you're interacting with people and you're getting the same results or the same sort of messages coming, it's like, there's something to be healed there. And I, mm -hmm. I like that you brought that right. up. Um, I guess when I was thinking about the records before our conversation, I always kind of had the impression that they were almost a, um, a record of what has been, will be, or could be. Is there, That's true. is that right? So then I know you were mentioning as well about free will. So, I mean, does the Akashic records have essentially, is it like choose your own adventure? I'm going down, I'm walking down this path and there are five possible routes. And so the Akashic records shows me that I could have any of these five outcomes that I want. And then it's up to me to pick or is it Yeah, that, that isn't, no, that isn't, they don't make it. No. Um, <laughs> it's not that fun. <laughs> well, it is fun in that they will identify a variety of areas that your soul's calling you to explore, for example, but usually they are all complementary areas. Right. Um, 
that build on your remembering very often remembering skills you've used in another lifetime that you're ready to bring into this experience in a more profound way. It's almost like, um, it's just a remembrance really. It's um, because you've honed a lot of skills over many lifetimes right. and um, it isn't that you're meant to use them from your 20s through it may be something that needs to be coming forward in your 40s and it's a whole new direction but it's building upon what you may have established up until that time and then bringing into your experience some of these skills that you had when you were using them in another lifetime so it's very interesting yeah it is interesting and i guess when you were speaking there one thing that came to mind for me was that I have heard a lot of people say that, you know, if you're feeling maybe a little bit lost, you're not sure where to go or what to do to connect with what you used to do as a child. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So do you ever see a correlation with somebody maybe getting a reading from you and then you, then at the end of the reading, it's obvious that this person really needs to go back and explore their love of dance. And then the person's like, I remember I used to dance as a kid all the time or something like that. Does that happen often? Well, it does. And that a lot of what it is, is giving permission is it's the guide sort of giving that soul permission to, to be its fullest expression. So yes, maybe they didn't, uh, pursue everything or play enough. Maybe they had to live through a pattern that, that was a traumatic one in their childhood that mm -hmm. forced them to be an adult sooner. And they now need to introduce more play and creativity. And so obviously that would involve some, you know, shadow work as well that the guides yeah. would identify and help them clear to then step into the truth of who they are. And so there's a lot of permission given in the readings to, um, to being what you came in to be and seeing it as separate from the dynamics of the family. Yeah, because very often we live out these old patterns we yes. live out these yeah these habits you know that we've grown into it it's the whole concept of you know um somebody told me once this thing about myself and now and i believe that to be true but it's almost undoing a lot of that pattern work and i guess it's what you're saying totally is, it. yeah working with someone like yourself working with the um with the records is kind of giving an insight snapshot fast track into going, Hey, wait a minute, this is not your truth and you can correct yes. this. And we as soul are also very much called to do karmic work, right? We're, we're here yeah. to do some clearing work. And if the people that I'm working with 98% of the time are people that have been on a path of healing and growth and self-exploration they are typically open and interested in using their gifts of uh, intuition and so this works for this is like perfect for them because it just brings them to that next level and um, 
those souls really are here to do the work that maybe the generations before them weren't able to because they were just surviving. You know, yeah. they didn't have the ability to be open to the perspectives that many of us are open to now or opening up to now. We're all opening up to greater self-understanding and sovereignty and uh, freedom to make our consciousness work outside of parameters that maybe the generations before were living within with, you know, yeah. more traditional forms of faith-based practices. Yeah. Well, you think that, you know, if you went back 50 or a hundred years that people's minds just wouldn't even be able to conceive of the stuff that, that we're talking about now. But then you go back 50 and hundreds of years back, you know, when it was normal. Well, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, there's also that continuity again, where we're saying where some of my clients or many of my clients are remembering things that they did as healers in other lifetimes where they understood things in a more um, spiritual and metaphysical way. Yeah. And especially as regards to nature. Oh yeah. When you speak with um, the guides that you've talked about, so you did mention before the record that the records have guides. Uh, I know that we mm -hmm. all have our own guides as well. Mm -hmm. So when you are, do you go into, let's talk a bit about the process. So do you go into like a meditative state, your clients sitting with you or on zoom? Cause I know you do work with clients all over the world. Right. Um, you go into a meditative state, do you ask to connect with their guides, your guides, the guides of the records? And then the other question I guess I wanted to throw in as well is that when you're speaking and you're sharing all this information, all of it is objective. It's not Wendy putting her opinion. Oh, in. No, yeah. All you're a streamlined channel for this. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not in, I'm not in it. I'm just the conduit. The for conduit. It, yeah, exactly. So, well, I do like to begin uh, my work with my clients in a meditative state with both of us grounding our energy and clearing. And I believe it's another gift that I can give to them. Very often, uh, my clients really love the particular meditation that I do because it's just simple and it's a way for them to understand what grounding feels like, what you're baseline energy should feel like when it's grounded and it's cleared and protected. And yeah. so much of the work that I do with my clients is really about their energy and understanding their energy so that they can receive their guidance more clearly. You know, yeah, we, we all need a lot, aren't we? Oh, we are. And we yeah. pick up everybody else's energy and then it <laughs> yeah. makes it really difficult to discern what's ours yeah. and what's not ours. So I like to do this beautiful meditation at the beginning. And then I, as I keep saying, I say a prayer that I was taught to access yeah. the records and call in their guides. Uh, the Akashic guides don't identify, but it's a consortium. You know, there are just the Akashic guides that protect the records. And then there are master teachers that are guides that don't necessarily stay uh, as the same team that works with each person for their whole life, but they'll 
they'll change. And then there's loved ones. So there may be loved ones that you, a parent or a grandparent or a great, 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 but they also don't identify. Sometimes I'll feel an energy of a specific loved one and that's a rare occasion, but it happens. And then Mm. I know I'm meant to communicate that, but it's not meant to come across in any way they don't want to identify in any specific way. It's just right. as a group. Right. Because if all of a sudden you're channeling information from my grandmother, I might not listen to it in the same way as if I was just getting a streamlined message. Exactly. You may get too attached to yeah. her. Does she miss messenger. me? Does she miss yeah. me? Yeah. yeah. Instead of what she has to say. Yeah. Yeah, that's really so, fascinating. Do you notice a lot when, when you're working with clients, a lot of similar themes or is every sort mm-hmm. of situation really quite unique? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Both at the same time. Well, well, they're very, yeah, they are obviously all very unique, but, you know, I guess the similarity again is this theme of, being in alignment of giving yourself permission to step onto this path your soul and your team and spirit is calling you to. And again, it's not five different paths. There really is just one path. Right. But when you are in alignment, then it opens up five, you know, a million more paths because it allows you to be in resonance with what wants to be delivered to you and what wants to be experienced by you. You're not, you're not in resistance. You're not going a direction that there is no wrong direction and everything's learning (laughs) really, you know, that's the other thing. And there's no judgment on the side of spirit for any decisions that we make. Uh, Everything's in, divine timing. So that too, for, for a lot of people, uh, you know, most people that will work with me are empaths, you know, they're like, they're feelers, they're, you know, they connect to spirit, they connect to things in that way. Um, And so a lot of times when you're that way, you want to fix things for other people. You, you feel that if you only understood something then you could help that person more. And Mm. what a lot of my clients need to learn is that it isn't your work. That isn't your work. You can't do anyone else's work. And that everyone is guided and loved and everything is happening for every one of us as it is meant to in perfect timing, always. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, I know that off the top of the uh, of the show when I was reading your bio, I was talking a lot about your arts background, and I can't help but feel that when you were speaking there, when you were saying that, you know, when you're kind of following your path, that, you know, maybe five options open up all within the same sort of mm. area. So I guess that happened uh, with you. So can we yeah. talk a bit about, you know, how the, the mandalas sort of came to be and a little bit about that that process? Yeah, well, I think... I had identified after my father died, after I left uh, 
design and advertising and felt it wasn't it wasn't aligned with me yeah <laughs> um and found my way working into a nonprofit arts organization i started to realize i wanted to use my creativity to help other people and so mm -hmm. that had been a threat you know even in when i ended up having my children and created this business doing interior work while i was making people's lives better through making their homes look and work better for them but yeah um so when when i started learning to do the akashic readings that was really wonderful and i loved helping people by going into their records but um i missed my creativity because at that point i had decided to leave my design business and yeah. and so i as i said earlier wanted to see what would happen and so it was really pretty magical to see what was coming through these pieces are embedded with the energy that's available in the akash so each one is as unique as each of us are it's sort of like your thumbprints and uh that's what these would be like a, a blueprint of your soul and so they're created on this vintage dictionary paper because my guides led me to incorporate that also everything's about communication with the guides and with the akashic records and so yeah. that's a whole other level of the communication that they wanted to have and so when i do when i say the prayer and i intend to create the mandala i open the dictionary at random and i'm led to a word that they want me to incorporate and i tear the page out and i just start channeling the art onto the page and wow. yeah and then it takes me several days to complete each piece um, but then when the finished when the piece is finished they then incorporate that word into a personal message that they channel through me for that client so these are meant to be tools to assist my clients to do that deeper work in their records themselves they mm -hmm. are um it is another form of energy healing it's it's interesting because i've had many people see the pieces and have like goosebumps because they're responding to the energy of it it is it's another memory it's another ability we have to visually receive healing energy through art yeah that, okay sorry i was just going to clarify so what what would be an example of a word that so is this like an actual physical vintage dictionary yes uh -huh. okay and so do you have many of these or are you right i i still but no i haven't i haven't you know they're very thick and this is from the 40s and and i was led to it at a thrift store and this is just yeah when i was making mandalas in my 20s i obviously didn't do it in this way and this is just what they wanted to add that extra element of communication to it and importance and so it's it has been interesting too because there are illustrations on the page and this one of the last ones one that i'm posting now on instagram uh there were raptors and um they had me immediately start creating it with the raptors at the center and this client has a very profound connection 
two raptors. And I found that out when we did our reading together after I finished the, the oh, arc for her. That's so, so cool. Yeah, it was really interesting. And that's, you know, things like, things like that'll happen quite often um, where it may not be the word, but it, it, there's an image on the page that mm. they've got a specific connection to as well. I guess when you were speaking there, um, what came to mind for me was sacred geometry. I've looked at lots of sacred geometry online. And I, I remember having a discussion with a friend of mine where I would, I actually looked at a piece and she had a different reaction than me. I looked at one and it gave me anxiety. Hmm. And then I looked at another one. It made me feel calm. So is what you're creating sort of similar to sacred geometry yes. or I, yeah it is in that it but it it's not it's so organic and it's so free form and right okay it's not as measured precise and geometric necessarily although it does contain right. geometry it does contain symbols but I really refrain from doing a lot of uh, analysis because mm. it really is meant for each client to unlock what they receive from it because it isn't mine. Yeah, right. Well, so I my reactions, like, yeah, not going to be the same as your reaction to a piece. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If, and and if it's for you, it's 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 just like the messages that I would channel yeah. in a session, it's embedded with information specific to you. Right. So when I look at the Raptor piece, I might go, oh, that's cool. And then mm -hmm. move on. But when your client who it's for looks at the Raptor piece, they get goosebumps and they know, wow, this is my, this is a message. This is for me. This is connects yeah. me on a whole other level. And then I also include a guide to, using the image in a meditation and journaling practice mm -hmm. so that you're actually engaging with it right and and recording what comes through for you and many clients will create intentions with the pieces to receive answers as they use it in meditation so right so it's a tool that they can it yeah, you can you can go into meditation and have your eyes closed and then open them and then use it as a visual focus or you can begin your meditation with it as a visual focus. But just to be open to um, receiving what wants to be communicated, you know, a lot of my clients. Um, if they do have a regular meditation practice, very often they're doing a meditation practice that's guided, which is just lovely. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily leave room for you to receive your own connection yeah. and your own messages and your own visions to come in. It may clear energy and it may clear thought and leave you feeling better and calm. But, you know, your soul and your, your spirit team wants you to receive what is being sent to you. And yeah. Yeah, That's I've done that before. I've been in a guided meditation, and the person's like, "And let's do the thing." Did it? I'm like, "I'm not ready." <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. Yeah, like, wait, I haven't established where I am. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's someone walking towards me, and now we're in the next scene. <laughs> <I> no. <know. laughs> 
yeah, that's true. I'm glad I'm not alone. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're not alone. Sometimes I actually come out for a minute. I go, I got to pause, turn that off. And just like right. <laughs> go back and do my own thing. But, you know, I guess that comes down to us getting to know each other or ourselves better because I know that sometimes um, guided meditation is actually a really helpful way of getting introduced med- to meditation because many mm-hmm. people struggle with being alone with their own thoughts and um, mindfulness. Right. So it is a nice focus. But I love how you're talking about the the visual representation of meditation, um, like looking at the, at the mandala and then closing your eyes and then coming back, um, you know, for example, is what that can be used for. I don't really, I haven't really had a lot of people talk about using visuals to help meditate before. Is that something that you do um, fair, fairly often? Well, I, I, as I started doing that in my twenties, I saw the benefit of it. So again, you know, when I returned to this and combined it with the Akashic Records, yeah. I, I began doing it again. But yeah, I think it it's sort of a, uh, it's a skill that we've just sort of lost touch with, which is why it's really nice to incorporate something new, you know, where just like some people would love a sound healing because that's a totally different way to receive energy and meditation by just listening to beautiful bowls and that's another tool. So this is similar in that way. It's just adding something new to your practice. And again, when it's specifically channeled for you, how much more powerful can that be? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So do you have to be in a trance or meditative state to do this work, like the, the actual drawing, or can you just be normal, Wendy, just, you know, wake up oh, in the morning, here we go. Or like after no, dinner. I, I, I do the same thing that I do to go into a reading. So I would say the prayer and then I, yeah, I would, it is, it is trance-like. Uh, yeah. I, Intention. I create just this neutrality, you know, okay. where I'm just, I am, I'm not edit, nothing is ever edited, erased sketched out. It's just flows. Yeah. It's just a flow. So, um, yeah. Cause you could go, Wendy might go Raptors. No, that can't be right. <laughs> no, but that's so true. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so too, I, I will take breaks because it, you know, I just need to sort of shut it off for a while. Also the yeah. vintage paper doesn't allow me to work on it uh for like it's just so fragile <laughs> it's yeah. really fragile so i have to be careful how long i'm i'm working and then i'll stop and then i'll just come and say the records the prayers to open the records again and come back and finish it um but i love it it's you know every time i it's kind of like a person that does energy healing like a reiki practitioner every time they yeah. give a healing they receive a healing the same yeah. is true for me every time i give a reading I receive a healing so it's beautiful and I have to say this past year with everything as strange as it's been and uh, seemingly you know so much not moving I was astounded at what was coming through for these people that were working with me this past year and what they're going to be doing so you know as much as you could feel maybe overwhelmed by the way we were receiving information in the news as far as 
it's just feeling very bleak and negative yeah every day i'm going wow they're gonna do that that's amazing holy cow you know like some of the things my clients are being called to do it's like oh my god and you're excited about that that just seems so huge <laughs> yeah and they you know and so it's just really lovely to see the goodness and the excitement and the missions of all of these amazing souls that are going to just bring so much beautiful change into our world and that's what we need and it's happening it's happening i i'm a i'm a witness yeah it seems like you have a front row seat to I the do. movie of hope or something yeah it's fantastic yeah it really is and and to know that i am connecting them to this affirmation and this um alignment it just is so humbling and wonderful i'm so grateful yeah. for it yeah of course because otherwise all these people are walking around unfulfilled having to you know repeat the same patterns and potentially come back and do it again <laughs> well exactly so there you go i mean i just worked with a 75 year old woman who is being called to do some pretty amazing things. And she was sort of blown away too, but she's super excited about it. And yeah. so how great is that? Yeah, because it connects to her, right? You might look at it, I might look at it and go, damn, that's a big mission. But she might look at it and go, no, because I've got 75 years worth of skills and tools that I can mm -hmm. put towards this. So, you know, the mission isn't as great as you might think, or it's, it's so aligned with who I truly am, that I feel that passion that just ignites that light in me that makes me want to do it. Totally. And yeah, also there's some incredibly old, amazing, magical souls walking on earth right now that I also get to work with. And it's just like, you're like, you know, because I never know what's going to come through and I don't know these people. Yeah. before I work with them, it's always sort of this just amazing, it's probably similar to what you feel with what you're doing and you're interviewing, but yes. um, just to, I don't know, just to be able to say these kind of fantastic things to them about where they've lived before and what their life was. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that res, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so amazing. Do you remember when you're channeling or do you record it? I record it. So everybody, I, I mean, I can't say that I do remember. I'm not out of it. So, yeah. Um, but I do so many readings. Like, if I'm going to work with somebody and I worked with them a year ago, I don't necessarily remember <clears throat> yeah. exactly what came through that last time. But I, um, I do take notes because I do have the rare occasion where <laughs> recordings right. don't take. And so yeah. unfortunately I feel terrible when that happens, but it happens, especially when you're doing something like zoom or Skype, you know, and you're working with somebody in a foreign yeah. country, you can't yeah. have a consistent signal. So I do take notes on what I'm hearing come through so that I can at least type that up for my clients. And yeah. I love that so that much. Case. Wendy, we're at the end of our hour, believe it or not. This always happens oh, wow. to me where I go, wow, <laughs> it's been an hour. How did that happen? 
Is there anything that I didn't ask that you wanted to bring up or you wanted our listener at home um, in particular to know? Um, I guess I just want it to be clear that I do create the mandalas and that's an offering that includes a reading, but I also can just be booked to just do a a one hour reading with a client just so that people are clear that that's an option as well. Yeah. All right. And people can get a hold of you. I'm going to put all your links mm-hmm. um, in, in the show notes here on, and you can be found on Facebook, on Instagram. You've got your own website. I found you on Instagram originally. Um, you know, you also do international readings, as you said. So, you know, the fact that distance is not an issue in today's world. It is world. not an issue. Yeah. And the other thing that a lot of people value about I, what I do is I channel a message for the collective that I post typically every day. Mm. So if people follow me, then they can just sort of enjoy what what the my Akashic guides have to offer for the collective. Yeah. What I love about that too is that, you know, when you think about social media, and, you know, all of the, the news feeds and the different feeds that we have to go through and all the inundated, like the content that we're just totally inundated with, unlike when we get our own personalized record reading, when we get the message just for us, we right. have to really kind of go through a whole bunch of stuff to get to the goods. I often find that when I take the time to listen to like a channeled message, it, it often feels like it's meant for me. And yeah, I think that because it is. Way, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because otherwise <laughs> I wouldn't have stopped on it then. Right. Yeah. So that's so cool. So I love that a lot. Yeah. All right. Wendy, thank you so much for spending the time with me to, to teach me about that. I know our listener um, at home and myself got a lot of value out of it. And thank you for, you know, showing up in the world and, and doing this kind of work because you know, it's so wonderful to hear about all the magical things that are happening and still yet to come. And then just being yeah. a catalyst for enacting that change. It's really, it's really profound. I, I can see how you're humbled by it. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.